welcome to Refresh My Memory, the podcast about movies, memories, and refreshments. I'm Eric Fell, and uh, with me as always is Jason Dedrick and Vicki Van. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. <laughs> so we're talking about Casablanca today. Mm. Casablanca? Yeah. It's a famous movie. Yeah. <laughs> is it Casablanca or Casablanca? I think it's either like... like Macaron. Macaron? Mm, which is what I have with my queso blanco. <laughs> I make with white cheddar. <laughs> Delicious. Yes, Casablanca. What a wonderful movie. That sounds like a cliche to say, doesn't it? Because it's kind of known as a wonderful movie. Mm. It, it really is. I, when watching it for this podcast, I watched it with uh, my wife, Katie. She had never seen it. And upon finishing the movie, she said... Oh, now I know why everybody always talks about how great this movie is all the time, nonstop. And then we watched it the next day. Wow. 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 Yeah, that's the first time I've ever known her to watch like a movie twice in two days. Mm. Well, we watched it in the backyard and there was some some start and stop there. for a mm-hmm. So it would have been good to watch it all in one go without any distractions and bugs. There were bugs, I remember. (laughs) (laughs) Just like Casablanca itself. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to get Jennifer to watch it because she'd never seen it before. And uh, no, we should do a separate podcast about excuses for not watching a movie. (laughs) Too late, too hot, too early. Not now, not then, no. But I managed to watch it about three times over the past couple of weeks as well. And I got to tell you, this was the very first time... And this is probably, again, my problem. (laughs) But usually watching the movie, by the time the crucial scene, the night before scene, near the end of the movie, where uh, uh, they're together in in Rick's office, uh, Ilsa. Ilsa or Elsa? Ilsa. Is Elsa the lion from uh, Born Free? Is that Elsa? (laughs) Elsa's the princess from um, Let It Go, the movie. We'll do that next week. So (laughs) such your TiVos. I never paid full attention to that. And I know that sounds dumb, but that that scene is really, really crucial. I paid more attention to the plane scene. But uh, last night when I was watching it again, I was like, I'm just going to concentrate here. And it's just like, oh... Not only does the movie hang together well before you know that scene, but just uh, it just was a wonderful, a wonderful film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing that did strike me this time through, because you know I'd seen it before, I'd seen it many times before over the years since I was a little kid, but I, for some reason, now was the time that it struck me um, how gross. Uh, Claude Rains' character is. Uh, before, I was like, oh, you scallywag. And then I listened to what he's saying. I'm like, oh, that's gross. Yeah. Oh, wow, dude. Yes. Um, yeah. I, 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 found, I found that interesting. But it gaslit all... you. Yeah. He's been gaslit. Yeah, he was you. just saying such wonderful things, you know. <laughs> oh, I shall, be have to fo- I shall be forced to have to shut this down. Ha, ha, ha. And then, you, then, then he says some other things. And I'm like, oh, Oh, that's that's not good. He's just saying it in a way that's very charming, and he talks like this the whole time. Yes, with his hat at a rakish angle. Yes, it's yeah. just a little bit rapey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I loved how 
like watching it with someone who'd never seen it before, seeing, go, going, oh, wait a minute. I recognize this scene from this movie. I recognize this scene from this movie. Right. Um, it wasn't just the whole like, oh, yeah, Sydney Greenstreet is the basis for Jabba the Hutt. Um, there's a bit where uh, Rick and Sydney Greenstreet are talking, and uh, Katie said, this is Indian Belloc in Cairo. <laughs> This is like, it's the same vibe. It's the mm. same scene. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, I hadn't noticed that. And I've seen Raiders at least <laughs> twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I watched it first in a film class at UBC. And, uh, you know, they probably tried to explain it to us. And uh, it was more of the fun of seeing a classic movie that we hadn't seen before. Uh, I wish that I could have got Jennifer to watch it because what I would be interested in knowing, and leave it in the comments. If there, Do we have comments? <laughs> Does anybody, first watching this, believe that Humphrey Bogart is going to do what he says he's going to do? I'm not going to do any spoilers, but we're led to believe that he's going to do something. And, I've, and I know that he's not going to do it on account of the world <laughs> <laughs> and everything else we've seen. But did, did your wife think that there was a chance that uh, Victor Laszlo was going to get the short end of the stick? I mean, I think she knew about... Victor being on the plane and how Ilsa's got to get on that plane. And if she doesn't, she's going to regret it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon and maybe later too. Is that the line? That's the line. That's good enough. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a movie that's impossible to watch out of context. Uh, like in terms of like like with nothing, with, with complete blinders on. It's difficult to do that because it's just so ingrained in our culture. The, the, the airplane scene at the end. We know, like the big joke is, oh, I, I can't make the whole movie. Let me know. Let me know how they how they hook up at the end. And <laughs> <laughs> all of my Casablanca research I was doing, which was minimal, it was basically what the algorithm on YouTube was also throwing up at me. But I managed to see that SNL sketch. Did anybody see that while they were looking oh, at stuff? Oh, is that is that I the? Remember, I remember it, but vaguely. Is that uh, Rick? No, 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 Richard, no, no. The Kate McKinnon, uh, J.K. Simmons one. J.K. Simmons. It's like you're getting on that plane, and you're getting me pictures of Spider-Man. You're gonna get on that plane. She says, no, 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 no. Chances are you're gonna end up at a concentration camp. And she's like, ooh, oh, is that the plane? Yeah, because he he says that in the movie. Yes, it was all There's, the lies. That that. That word, that concentration camp is is used a lot in that movie. Yeah. And a lot, once again, a lot more than I remember. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I remember watching it really early because it's my mom's favorite movie. And we had like a six foot tall poster of it in our dining room uh, at one point. And yeah, I watched it when I was really young, like 10, nine or 10. And uh, uh, yeah, we were watching it as an adult. You're like, wow, this is... The stakes are really high here, <laughs> and it was really charming and funny. And when I first watched it, but uh, there's a depth to it that that you don't really remember as a child, as with the concentration camps and the Victor, not Victor Laszlo, Claude Rains um, character. And yeah, it's oh, I'm gonna trail off again. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to tip something over. Oh, there it goes. There I it do goes. remember. I do remember watching it with a bunch of people for the first time uh, about ten years ago, and they all laughed when when Ilsa was like, "Oh, just do the thinking for both of us." And but I thought, you know, it's a it, that's just her character, you know, that she's very young and and it's it's a crazy world and <laughs> and she doesn't know what to do. She's kind of torn, and that's that's the place she's at. But. Uh, 
I think modern audiences, there's cert- certain scenes where you wouldn't see today, but uh, but it's part of her character, you know? It's it makes sense in the movie. Yes, it makes cool. sense in the movie and for the time, and uh, yeah. even to imagine being dragged all the way across Europe as they sort of were to get there. At one point, you might say, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing any thinking anymore. Yeah, <laughs> and, I mean, she was—it's exhausting. Like, like she's probably just emotionally exhausted. Now she says, "Do the thinking for both of us while in Europe with Rick," right? No, that's in that night. Before oh, the night. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, the, she's been through a lot. Yeah, but just, I, just it's okay to check out. Yes. Like, this is on you, Rick. Yeah. I'm all right. Yeah. I think the only thing that bothered me about rewatching it was she calls Sam boy at some point. And yeah. that stands out. But um, And I looked it up and Sam's 56 during the movie. And she was 28. So um, oh, I, maybe I a little that anachronism in... then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a, a, a oh, moment. Um, speaking of Sam, uh, I went to the Warner Brothers Museum in 1995 okay and it's on the lot and um it's it was so different from the universal studios tram tour because you're not you're not seeing the jaws you're not on a on a tour on a, as much as you are you get in a golf cart and you get driven around and you get to like view um people like actually scoring movies with real symphonies wow. and all this stuff and the end is a museum and the first thing that is in there is Sam's piano Wow. You walk in and there's like <laughs> Sam's piano. Wow! Yeah, it, it was it was a the stunning place. The letters of transit just under the <laughs> yeah. Lid. There were so many cool things in there. There was a um, uh, they had Jack Warner's phone book and he wrote everything in in pencil. So if you pissed him off, erase it. And it was open to the D's and on the D's Salvador Dali and Walt Disney's phone numbers. Wow! Yeah, I thought that was great. That's great. That is great. Holy cow! I, it was funny you mentioned the piano because, again, looking at some of the other um, things that they had on... I, I watched it on the, my double DVD set that was released probably... I think it was in the 90s. I don't think it was the early 2000s. So if there's anything after that. Anyway, every parody, every... the, the uh, It had the uh, the TV version and it had, uh, of course, Carrot Blanca. Carrot Blanca, yeah. Uh, the 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 uh, piano is replicated in all of those because it has the the paint yeah. job on it, and I sort of thought, oh, that's interesting because prior to rewatching it now, I just assumed it was a brown piano, <laughs> nothing special about it yeah. at all. <laughs> let alone that there was decorations. Let alone that everybody recreated it. <laughs> let alone that it's in a museum. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I wonder why they would have saved it. That's the interesting thing. It was probably, it. probably used in like a dozen other movies before they were like, hey. Yeah, we should haul this out. <laughs> Hang on. We're getting yeah. rid of some stuff. Well, and... There's an intro. Now, does your DVD have the intro with uh, Lauren Bacall? It does. The piano's in there. Oh, yeah, that's right. It the is. piano's in there, too. Right, and I really like, she's like, it's the greatest love story you'll ever see. Of course, I'm biased. I'm like, I'm like oh. I, was, I, I liked that a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I thought that was uh, that was great. Uh, hey, there's a lot of uh, drinking in this movie, oh, or yeah. or is there? Mm. No, there is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was I was trying to. There there is a lot of drinking, as a wise man once said. There's a lot of drinking in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> 
And it's interesting because at first uh, Rick is not a big drinker, but by halfway through he's Mr. Drain a Bottle. Mm, yeah. But uh, it seems only right that we should have something to drink in honor of this film. And uh, as opposed to just drinking rotgut liquor, whatever, <laughs> whatever Rick, well, he wouldn't be drinking rotgut. What about champagne? Does that not... Champagne's all over this movie. Encapsulate the movie? Yes. yes. How many scenes would you say that have champagne in well, it? Well, the flashbacks are constantly drinking champagne in Paris, right? That's right. They have to finish it, in fact. Yeah. Because they'll be damned if the Germans are going to get any of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah he, he said he was going to, he said uh, the, the guy was going to, he'd rather water his lawn or something, water yeah, his garden. Right. Yes. I don't know if he said water his lawn. <laughs> I don't think that's a very, you know, watering the lawn in, in Paris. You know, water his Downtown garden. Downtown Paris. Yeah. yeah. I think he said he'd rather water his garden than, uh, than let the Germans have the champagne. Yes. And I think so I, Rick says we got to get through three bottles. And look, we've got three <laughs> bottles. We do have three bottles. Three <laughs> tiny, tiny bottles. I got some champagne. It's Unfortunately, it's German champagne. Oh. So it... Uh, Bazinga. It's uh, not completely on on brand for the movie. Oh, or is it? It's somehow fitting, Oh, maybe, yeah. It's a twist top. Oh. Let's see. Ooh. Oh. Oh, okay. It's not going to get everywhere. Very nice. Okay. Twist off. Do we have cups? We do. We got three. Do you like those little, little ones. Guys, here. Let me shove them over uh, towards you because there's props in the way. Whoa! That's a lot of foam. We're going at a little bit of an angle. See if we can calm the calm the foam. There we go. And back over here. This is why our <laughs> the bar that Vicky and I had eventually failed. We can only. <laughs> Pour about five drinks a night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the and the glasses are to scale with the bottles. <laughs> so not but uh, it's it's just a little a little little champagne for. Oh well, thank you very much. Well, this is fantastic. To uh, to the end of this horrible war, <laughs> the end be soon in sight. nice there's one thing about the german wines is that they're often on the sweeter side mm. and so you're rarely ever going to have a german wine <laughs> insert joke there <laughs> um that's going to be too off-putting uh, rieslings oh. and gewurztraminers and uh, all these guys they're all nice and so oh. put a little bit of bubbly in there you got yourself a world <laughs> war three yeah just get yourself a riesling and a soda stream people <laughs> So, yeah, there's not a lot of food in this movie. Um, the only food reference that, that uh, there is is the Hill of Beans, Hill of Beans speech at the end of the, uh, the movie. And so we have some uh, edamame beans in a hill shape <laughs> kind of heap. Yes, for the folks at home, it's been carved. It's a hill of beans in the shape of the, the mountain from uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Devil's Tower. Devil's <laughs> Tower. Yeah. Big hit in Wyoming. I wonder, Hilla Beans, I'm going to have a bean. These are mm. edamame beans. Mm -hmm. mm. uh, it's in with our Axis powers. We're going to have some Italian uh, <laughs> dessert later on. I guess Hilla Beans is probably a pretty common um, expression, would you say? I mean, I, <laughs> I personally haven't heard it before Casablanca yeah. or Casablanca. <laughs> I, I, I feel like each way I'm pronouncing I'm, I'm pronouncing it incorrectly. 
that's not worth a hill of beans to worry about. <laughs> Everybody knows what we're talking about, and it's too loud to eat on microphone. Yeah. We're talking about beans and hills and hills of said beans. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was great. It dries you right out. <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting, though, because we have another drink option, which normally what we would do here, I think, is that we would uh, be trying to create a drink now based on the show. But I don't know if we have to create a drink based on the movie because Eric was so astute to observe that of all the gin joints in all the world, why did she have to come into Rick's? There's a drink called the Gin Ricky. Mm. Okay, so let's uh, let's see what a Gin Ricky is. Um, what goes into a Gin Ricky? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> it's super simple. Gin, lime juice, and then uh, club soda. Oh. Yeah. It is super simple. It's, it's ridiculously <laughs> easy. Yeah, it what is. What Sorry, why do they call it a Gin Ricky? Ah, that's a fantastic question. <laughs> <laughs> that's the sort of thing that uh, I should know. <laughs> that's exactly the kind of thing that uh, the people at home should leave in the comments. Yeah, please Google it uh, if you don't know it and then put it in the comments. And if you do know it, please put it in the comments. We have comments. Yes. Yay. There's a good chance that I did know it at one point, and I'm uh, I am I, sorry. I was so eager to bring the ingredients <laughs> that I did not bring the story behind the ingredients. You had maybe too many Genrikis. That's right. Well, it's gone yeah. from memory. So we've uh, split this up uh, between. You, you all right there? Yeah. <laughs> I sure am all right. All right. Yeah. So what? What you've just done uh-huh. uh, is you've put ice cubes in glasses, and then you've put, I, I assume, uh, lime juice? Yes. In the glass. Now, did you pre-mix the lime juice and the gin? I fresh squeezed the lime juice this morning before leaving the house. Wow. I put it into gin that I had chilled so that it would be cold on the trip out. And then you actually build it in the glass. It's not a shaken drink. And so you put uh, you put your uh, one and a half ounces of gin, three quarters of an ounce of lime juice in a glass, and then you top it up with club soda. And club soda, I don't know if you know about it, it sounds a lot like this. Uh-huh. So we will give that a splash. Refreshing. Now that's your pref- is that your preferred uh, ratio of gin to lime juice, or is that like the standard? Because I do it, I do it just a bit differently. I do two ounces of gin and half an ounce of lime juice. Oh, I think I got this one from Dale DeGroff's book back in the day, but I'm sure that you can adjust it accordingly. So how much lime do you put in? I, he's, a, he's the astronomer, right? <laughs> That's right. And he also does a bridge <laughs> game. Excellent. In, Excellent. In the newspaper. Um, I also do it uh, so that DeGroff I can... Dale DeGroff Tyson. <laughs> Dale DeGroff Tyson. Um, yeah. I also uh, fill it in a much taller glass. I fill it in a very tall glass so I can sip on it longer. You ever put um, sugar syrup in there too, just I, to cut the edge? I've never uh, done that. Mm. Uh, what would you call that? Would you call that a sacrilege? There it is. <laughs> but apparently, you do it in the vodka ricky. And I thought we would also do a vodka ricky, but then I said, <laughs> we're just doing the gym <laughs> ricky. That's the way I can tie the vodka ricky into this show. Yeah, too much ricky. <laughs> so how does that then compare? Is that refreshing enough, or would you rather have more soda? Oh, it's it's very wine? it's very refreshing. I'm not going to say no to it. It's delicious. <laughs> this is my first gin ricky. It kind of. It smells a little bit like shaving lotion. 
Ah, yeah, there's the secret yeah. ingredient. <laughs> That's what I it normally keep good. in this bottle. It tastes good. It tastes better than the... <laughs> you like to keep your shaving lotion cold? That's it's right. a bracing feel in the morning. Ah! <laughs> yeah, the Jinriki's a delicious, delicious drink. Mm. Um, uh, lime juice is, is great for folks who uh, don't drink. Um, I was at a bar and... Um, there was a server there, and and she knows that my wife doesn't drink, and and she said, "Would you like to do um, a non-alcoholic shot?" It's like, oh, what's that? It's a shot of lime juice. <laughs> so you get the the fun of doing the shot. You get kind of an intense hit, yeah. right? So when we went home, I thought, well, we could we could do that at home, and I add salt to it to give it an extra kick. So an, a, just some salt and lime juice, like not a ton of salt, just like a little, a little bit. Um, is a good like non-alcoholic shot, and I'm using lime juice a lot in a lot of the um, mocktails I make for for Katie. Oh, nice! There, uh, it's a really nice substitute because it does have a um, a bit of a kick to it um, in certain concentrations. Mm. Right, it would. I remember when I was a kid, we used to have a little ketchup bottle in the fridge that didn't have ketchup in it. We always had vinegar in it. It was like a squeeze bottle, and I used to take a shot of that. <laughs> Yeah, I used to drink vinegar when I was a kid. Did you? Yeah. Hold on, so did I. <laughs> like it was alcohol. Yeah. That kind of like, oh, that, that's, yeah. that's, yeah, exactly. that's dry. Yeah. Put some grenadine in it. That's red eye. <laughs> Give me some red eye. Oh, so bad. I don't have. A... So we've had a couple of drinks. Um, what what would be a good drink that would represent Casablanca if we were to make up a drink? A comedy drink? A comedy drink. <laughs> With sand and scarabs? Or just actual to think about some of the stuff that they have in the show. Like it should be a champagne-based cocktail. Yeah, yeah. Right. They did, uh, Yvonne ordered the French 75, which is champagne and gin, which actually we could just make right now too, yeah. I guess. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean... Something uh, with a twist at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah. We should just end the show right there. there Something right. with a twist at the end. That's <laughs> super. So yeah, if we want to have it have the feel of, uh, of the movie, mm-hmm. you're going to want to have it uh, uh, start off kind of wild and then get really intimate and then have a twist at the end. So how would you turn that into a drink? With a champagne base. <laughs> So it's wild at the beginning. So champagne, a shot of vinegar to make it wild. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's the that's Peter Laurie coming in. <laughs> that's right. You despise you me, despise don't you? Me, oh, I love don't that. You? I wrote that down. <laughs> I love that. And then what does the middle of it have to be? Uh, well, the middle of it is the Europe scenes, right? The Europe flashbacks. It's the. Um, but what right? did you used to describe it. You just said it was it, it was. Uh, uh, more intimate. More intimate. Mm. Mm. What's an intimate liqueur? Mm. Grenadine. Not grenadine. Uh, Galliano. What's Galliano? Galliano is sort of a vanilla-y kind of root beer-y, but it's bright yellow. I think it's actually Italian, though. Yeah. It's well, an Italian. We should get a French one at least. Yeah. It's an Italian. Well, you've got Sorry. French champagne and then Italian. Well, we're making an Axis drink again, <laughs> <laughs> and then sake. <laughs> well, then you know, then you throw um, some uh, American and some. Uh, was Laszlo Swedish Norwegian? Czechoslovakian? Oh, he was, right. He was Czechoslovakian, mm. and then she was from Oslo, I think. Yeah. And then bourbon, yeah. maybe it would have to fit in there for, for Rick. Yeah, so some, some Pilsner <laughs> for for uh, Victor. <laughs> ah, nice Czech Pilsner. Yeah. 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 And some, 
herring water from... <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, goodness. Or just Finnish vodka. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Some Oslo, Oslo, Finland. Sweden. Swedish vodka. Everybody's got vodka up there. Yeah. 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 Os- Oslo, Sweden? Oslo, Norway. Denmark? It's Norway. Norway? <laughs> All I'm saying is we've got I'm... Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to have a geography test. <laughs> so early in the, in the show. Is she actually Norwegian? No. No. Well, Ingrid Bergman is Swedish. Yeah, is Swedish. yeah okay. Ingrid Bergman so is Swedish, but her, char- her, her character, character is, Norwegian. is Norwegian. So what are we going to call this drink? Uh, heartbreak something. Uh... A Casablanca heartbreak. A Casablanca uh, yeah. heartbreak. Yeah. Uh, letter of transit. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. The Gaul's backwash. The what? <laughs> the Gaul's backwash. <laughs> I'm just free as <laughs> Yeah, yeah, wow. That was <laughs> I like I, I want it to be a better drink if it's called Letters of Transit though. I think that's such a cool name yeah. for a drink. Yeah. Well, either or. Um a castle like a heartbreak. Uh a f- something with the fogginess, uh, a beautiful friendship. Mm. These uh, are yeah. all great names for drinks. Yeah. yeah. We can make multiple drinks. A wounded Nazi. <laughs> 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 Not a bad name. Thank gosh. It's uh, such an iconic film. I can't believe mm. that we got to see it again because it was just a chance to look at it fresh. But as you said before, it's so many um, cliches and wonderful moments come out of it. It's almost too iconic, the mm. film. Yeah. All the prints should actually be destroyed after this <laughs> podcast. But... Transfer them to nitrate. <laughs> let them on fire? And just, and just let, let Universal have its way as it does once every 10 years. Just hide it at a Universal vault. <laughs> Just release it every 50 years. I remember in Vegas, uh, there was a short-lived restaurant called uh, WB Stage 9 or Stage 19 or Warner Brothers Stage 19. It, had a, it was a long name. And I found out about it too late. I went to it, and in it were recreations of various famous Warner Brothers sets in this gigantic restaurant. Oh, my gosh. And it was Rick's Cafe was going to be in there or wow. was in there. And we went there, we, you know, we made the trek, it was at the Venetian, it was in this weird outside building next to the Venetian kind of attack, so it was hard to get to. And we went there and it was like, kadunk, 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 the doors, <laughs> this is, this is, this is where it's supposed to be. And it had closed down oh. and became a place called um, a Chinese restaurant that's name escapes me for the moment. Mm. If I can remember it before the end of the show, I'll shout it out. Panda Express or something like that? <laughs> no, no, at least sort of fancy. Dao. Oh, it was called Dao. Dao. Oh, okay. It had a gigantic, like a 40-foot Buddha outside of it. Ah, and you can actually get a giant fortune cookie inside with ice cream in it. So it's wow. a pretty good, oh, pretty good restaurant. Okay. But I'd love to be able to go to a place like Rick's. Yeah, if oh. they just made it just Rick's instead of having like different sets. Oh. I got good news for both of you. Oh, what? Sooner or later, everybody goes to Rick's. <laughs> Folks, thanks so much for joining us. If you have questions or comments, please send them to sneakyd at sneakydragon.com. Uh, this has been an absolute pleasure. Have yourselves a fantastic one, and uh, uh, we'll see you on the next one. <laughs>